Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Your Vibes Podcast. Everybody's got a vibe and a story to tell. Here's this one. I hope you enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Sassy Pop Boutique. Sassy Pop is a women's clothing and accessory boutique located inside Mulberry Mill in Dixon, Tennessee. Sassy Pop's fashion professionals help their clients find the right style and fit for all body types and sizes. Whether you are an extra extra small or a 3XL, Sassy Pop Boutique will have you looking your best for all four seasons. Check them out on Facebook at Sassy Pop Boutique and on Instagram at Sassy Pop Boutique Dixon. Or browse their website for 24-hour shopping and shipping anywhere in the United States at SassyPopBoutique.com. All right, everybody, we are back here, back in the studio for another episode. Um, I've got a highly demanded and highly requested guest here today. Um, I've started, so I've had somebody um, get on me pretty hard about uh, being more active with my social media posts with the podcast to get more traction because I was complaining there was not too terribly much interaction um, because pretty much what I was doing was just recording the shows and then promoting them after recording. So I've been trying to do some build up and maybe some more stories and don't let me forget. I got to take a picture of you um, before I this am at the, the selfie mic. queen. So we are on. Oh, we have some good it. ones on that yes, one. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, if you don't recognize her voice or from the uh, pre-show promo, Miss Tabitha Ann Booker is in the uh, studio with me today. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm very happy to be here and excited. Good. Um, Move the mic just a little closer. Just a little. You can pull on it as much. There you go. Yeah, and the receiver's just right there in the front. Perfecto. Perfecto. Um, So uh, as soon as I made that post the other day, um, I had a lot of people private message me and say that this is going to be a great episode. So uh, don't even lie. They I'm warned you. I know what they did. did. They, they warned did. you. <laughs> they did warn me. They uh, warned you. <laughs> they warned me. But here's the thing: is I'm uh, I'm just as crazy as the next person. So uh, maybe people warned you about me too. Who knows? I mean, you know. <laughs> cool. Well, um, have you been having a good day today? Been busy? I have. Uh, not really. Not too busy today. No. It was like one of those stormy days when you get up and I love my room really really dark so it's kind of hard to tell if it's daylight or not so when it's stormy it's like perfect perfect yeah we've had a lot of rain here lately it seems like yeah we did have that one thing (sighs) big bad rain yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. did you know anybody over that direction a lot of people yeah Yeah, I actually live out in Tennessee City so okay I was pretty close by a lot of people yep Everything good with you, though? Everything good with me. Just lots of prayers for all the people that lost everything, including everything. loved ones. So have you, it's tragic. Have you put together, I know there's been a couple theories floating around as far as kind of how that water wall happened. I mean, have you kind of put together anything on that? I mean, I just think that little town's kind of in a bowl anyhow. If you ever drive through there, it kind of lays low and it the rain just hung there. You know, you get 18 inches of rain, where's it going to go? <sighs> It's unbelievable. It's just sad. I mean, we got hit too. We had, I, I think, about twenty-five that um, lost their, had to leave their homes here in Dixon. I don't think people really realize that we got hit too. Yeah. There were several that had to hang out at the YMCA. Thank goodness for that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple businesses. I had some clients as well too that just had some groundwater flooding. You know, they were just in a weird spot, and it was one of those hundred-year kind of things. Yeah, hopefully. 
it won't ever happen again, not even in a hundred years. But Hopefully, who knows? yeah. Well, um, it seems like those hundred-year deals uh, are, are spiking a little bit because I mean, hell, we had the what was it, 2010 flood in yeah. Nashville too. I don't and... know about that hundred-year theory. I yeah. don't either. More like ten years, maybe. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it was unfortunate because it's not really in a flood zone, so flood insurance wasn't typically. And apparently, what FEMA's doing isn't um, too dramatic. So I think everybody's no, just, but what the community is doing is magic, it's unbelievable. Man. And it's it's you know that's one thing I've always said. Why can't we be like that all the time? All the time. But it's amazing what comes out of people when disaster strikes. And, and how we come to the fore and, you know, there's no religion, there's no race, there's no anything but just other human beings helping human beings. And I pray that one day we can be like that all the time, not just when disaster strikes, but it's a beautiful thing to see when everybody comes together it is. and loves on one another. Loves, just yeah. opens their heart for everybody and is really compassionate towards the situation, you know. It's I, lo- just- I do love to see that, but it's just a shame it has to... It has to be so conditional, you know, it's got to be so conditional seemingly. And, um, you're absolutely right. You know, and it's, um, it's going to take people kind of like us and, um, to kind of keep that movement going. You know, I think, um, you as well have, uh, have just this wild heart, you know, and, um, uh, love unconditionally and, and, and set a very good example, you know, for the masses as well that, um, not only should it be done, it, it can be done on a, on a very consistent basis. It can be done. Basis. I am from this town, and I remember a time when this town was very divided racially and on, on so many different levels. And I still think I'm 20 in my heart, but I'm fixing to have a birthday. 55, yay. Woo-woo. I can't wait to get my Goodwill 10% discount in three weeks. I'm excited about that. But, um, you know, I've seen a lot of changes. And when I was a little girl... Me and a friend of mine that lived across the street, we were like sisters, black and white. And we said, we're going to change the world, starting with West Piney Road. That's where I grew up. Okay. And I think we have. And we work together still down at the Vines. And That is awesome. I think think this town has really really changed a lot and come a long way in that regard. I'm proud of us. Yes. I am too. I'm proud of this whole county. Um, You know, the amount of growth that we've seen in the past you know, seven, eight years uh, has been wild. And the amount of, um, you know, people that have come from outside of Dixon and have seemed to be um, warmly welcomed, um, and not just residents either, but business owners as well, too. There's a lot of business owners that didn't necessarily grow up in the area, and they've been warmly welcomed for the most yeah, part. Yeah, it's funny because people that are from Dixon want to get out of Dixon. I mm-hmm. ended up coming back to Dixon because I, I love my town. I love my county. Um and I think most of the people here are not from here. It's It blows yeah. my mind, but, but they're really not, you mm-hmm. know. But I love it here. I love um, seeing the growth. I'm ready for it to kind of stomp a little bit. Maybe okay. we can get an olive garden. Well, we don't want an olive garden. That'll compete with House of Vines, but... <laughs> Maybe a Red Lobster, maybe a Publix, and then I'm done. Okay. So after that, We're you're going to just say, all right, right oh, let's halt construction halt, at that point. Nothing else, yeah. I think a, another grocery store is definitely needed. Um, a Publix would be lovely. Um, I know that has uh, kind of been in the works behind the scenes for quite some time now. Um uh, and has been at the closing table, I believe, a couple times, um, and has just never really come to fruition. So, oh, it will. I have faith. I do the law too. Law of attraction. We're going to get us a public. Exactly. It's happening. Exactly. Um, 
what so where 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 would be the best spot for a Publix do you think you know I'm terrible with that stuff, but they're so, I mean, I'm saying maybe, you know, all that land over by Walmart, they could compete with Walmart. Okay. Yeah. 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 There's plenty of room there, you know, um, or out in Tennessee city would be nice. (laughs) And I wouldn't have to, you know, we do have a dollar store out there though. And now there's one in between. Okay. Yeah, so if you can't find one in weeks, I think Dollar General or the the Dollar Store's uh, business model. I know a guy that digs all the footers for all the Dollar Generals, and he said that their business model is a store every ten square miles for the most part. They are geniuses. That's all I know. Yeah, they do what they do. They just throw them up and they run people in and out of there. And they do. It may not be the most organized or clean store in the whole world, but hey, they've got them and they make some money and. Provide a good neighborhood. And they have beer store. now, so you know they there's sure that. Do yeah. They do. Um, okay, well let's let's kind of backtrack a little bit. So you grew up here on West Piney, right? I did your whole life. Uh, most most of my life, I I got married. My mom still lives out at the ho- old home place out there, and um, Evelyn Booker. A lot of people know Evelyn. She's a just a sweetie pie. Um, an artist. She's just the sweetest little thing. You'll. She's like. I would like to say that I'm her mini me, but I'm about a foot taller than her, and I'm way meaner. <laughs> but I strive to be as sweet as she is. She's precious and hilarious. Okay. Um. But yeah, she still lives out there where I grew up, and I moved away to Augusta, Georgia. Got married, moved there, had had a baby out there. I got a Georgia little Georgia peach. What's her name? Her name is Jordan. Okay. Mm-hmm. 32. I can't believe it. Wow. And um, then I was just so homesick, and he'd say, he'd say, I never, we're never going to move to Dixon. I hate Dixon. We're not going to live in Dixon. I was so homesick, so he finally moved. Mm-hmm. We yeah. moved back to Dixon, and Pretty. he ended up loving it here. Okay. We're no longer together. Yeah. Good guy. But okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, life happens. You know, Four babies. Happen. Good guy. Wow. Okay. You almost got a basketball team. I'd, almost, yeah. <laughs> so uh, when did you move back to Dixon? 1992. Okay. So it was a Ish. lot different back then. Oh, my gosh. We rented a house for $250 a month. Wow. Right in downtown yes. Dixon. And I loved it. An old house with great big rooms that now would probably... And I think they still rent it. It's probably 1500 by now or mm-hmm. more, I would say. Makes you almost think you wish you would have kind of bought the house and kept it oh, and rented it. Oh, definitely. Out. Yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, so when you move back to Dixon, um, obviously it's a lot different than it is now. You know, what did, what did you jump into? And I mean, were you, were you working or kind of just doing your own well, thing? Well, um, I kind of, my husband had a construction company at the time and we, I used to be Jehovah's Witness. So he was a minister and I kind of was too back in the day. I know people are going, what? I love it. What? Um, you're going to have to go back to that at some point. I know. I know. I'm not I'm not any longer, but I still respect it, and I'm thankful I had that up. There's probably not a door that was here back then that I haven't knocked on. So that was me. You might have cussed out or shot at or spit at or something. <laughs> Could have been. Uh, my mother still is. So I always tell people I'm not a witness now, so be nice when they knock on your door. They're not doing it now because of the COVID because that might okay. be my mama, and I will cut somebody over my mama now because yeah, I'm, sure I'm not a witness. Will. I will do it. So... <laughs> But Watch I am not. Now. So that was kind of my life back then is just being a Bible student and the preaching work. And um, I helped my husband with the construction company, mainly the bookkeeping end of it. But okay. don't think I can't hang some sheetrock. Sure. I can imagine you getting down and dirty. That's right. For sure. And, you know, some trim and all that kind of stuff. Okay. 
I'm too old and weak now, but <laughs> strong at heart though. I am strong yes. at heart. Uh, so did the construction thing. Um, how long did that last? We're just um for many years. Then I I, I opened. I got into antiques. It's kind of in my blood because both sides of the family are kind of junkers. My dad was a mechanic, paint and body guy. So matter of fact, I just drug his old '48 Ford that Ooh. that uh to my my house in tennessee city it's the only car he ever kept like his whole life and um i'm gonna put rest in peace on it because lord knows i can't afford to restore the thing but it was running (laughs) when he died he kept it running unfortunately we didn't really fool with it but it's gonna make a pretty flower garden so yeah i'm gonna gonna take the engine out of it and or or no i'm just gonna leave the engine right in that thing and just you know Plant that flowers just all there. around it. Absolutely. It. Like I cried when we moved it. But it's my mom and dad's first car. I came home from the hospital in it. Okay. And I look at it and I'm thinking, damn, am I that old? That's what they drove home. <laughs> Probably no seat With belts me. or car nothing, seat or anything. No, nothing. Baby in the floorboard, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. But so I've always kind of, you know, had a thing for junk and upcycling and redoing and okay. making old things new kind of thing. So I ended up buying an antique store. My husband and I both did, actually. He, was it in downtown? It was actually yes, right over here yesterday's Treasures Today, now the big yellow oh, one. Oh, cool. That's yep. a really good one. And I'm actually still there. My friends okay. bought it for me five years ago now. They just had their five-year anniversary, and I came cool. with a building. They can't get rid of me. I still do the bookkeeping and have a booth there. And Okay. Once you get in the junk business, you don't get out. But that's mainly what I did, decorating um, and, you know, upcycling things before it was cool. That's what I was doing. Upcycling. I've never upcycling. heard that. Okay. Yes. Okay. Taking a piece of junk and making it look cool. I yeah. love rust. Where would you, where'd you source your stuff? I mean. Um, just, you know, you go to auctions and junk stores. And okay. then what happens when you buy a big antique mall is people bring bring it to you Mm. and then after doing it your whole life you literally have like um warehouses full of the stuff and then you sell your antique mall and guess what you still have warehouses full of the stuff so i will be in this business until i die yeah and then my kids will hate me because i i don't feel one bit guilty they can have a yard sale (laughs) all the warehouse full of stuff all of it yeah they can just so and none you, of them love it like I did. So. Have you interacted with the um, American Picker guys at all? They do come around, actually. Cool. Yeah, they hit Dixon. They were in Dixon the other day. I saw where um, Mama's Memories, they stopped by there. So they probably stopped by yesterday's, too. Okay. that place has been there like 25 years now. So. Yeah, that's a great yeah. store. So it's they're fun. out of Columbia, though, aren't they? I'm pretty sure. One of the them pickers, maybe lives there. Uh, you know, I don't. I don't even know. Or maybe Leaper's Fork area. Yeah, and then Nashville, there. they have that big, huge one in Nashville. Okay. But it's more for looks, I think. Okay. Wow. Yeah, but but they do, you know, they do hit us here and there. That's so, so awesome. It's fun. It was. It's really a fun business, and I'm still in it, and I enjoy it, but I just have to make myself not buy anything else because I have a lifetime hmm. supply. I'm sure that's tough, though. At this point. So no more filling up the warehouse then? Oh, it's... It's still full. I've barely put a den in it. It's where's so the, much stuff. Where's the, where's the, is the warehouse on site too? Or Here's it? the warehouse. I'm going to describe to you a warehouse. Okay. <laughs> it's a two bedroom, single wide 1960s wow. Montclair trailer. Okay. That sits in my grandmother's backyard. I live in my grandmother's old house. And then okay. her one and a half car garage. Wow. And it's full to the ceiling because I had everything stored in the antique mall. So when I sold it, obviously, I. 
Sure. Had to move it. So that's my warehouse. Do you have a specific kind of, uh, I guess, love for any kind of ind- individual type of antiques at all? Or is it all over um, the board? I really love primitive Primitive I love what? primitives. Primitive everything. That means it needs to be rusty. It needs to have okay. about eight layers of lead paint on it um, that's okay. chipping off of it. That's what I love. Rust. I love pottery. I like it to be chippy because okay. I feel sorry for it. It tells so a story. It it's like scars almost. You know? it, it is. Yeah. I want the stuff that nobody else does. So I have like a whole cabinet of all my chippy Okay. Pottery, because I always say it's kind of like people. It's yeah. so beautiful, and the flaws, I just love it even more, because nobody else wants it but me. It's my little misfits. I'm a huge underdog fan. Um, I've kind of lived that way my whole life as well, too. You know, those that... Um, those are typically the ones that have the best stories too, you know, I they feel do like. They the characters. They do, yeah. I love the characters. Yeah. And, and um, you know, it's because they... they um, they have stories of overcoming kind of trials and tribulations and, you know, being drugged through the mud, but still moving forward kind of thing. You know, that's what life's all about. Yeah, I think the people who rise from the ashes, so to speak, the ones that were, you know, timid and afraid to express themselves when they're little or teenagers or even as they grow up and then suddenly they, they, you know that courage wells up inside of them like a fire you can't stop it anymore and all of a sudden you become who you're supposed to be and you don't give a shit what anybody thinks you are just who you are take it or leave it and those are the ones those are the game changers right there yeah absolutely what do you think brings that out in people you know is it a specific event or is it i mean what Um, is it i think it's kind of we're born with knowing to me You kind of, if you watch children, Hmm. you already kind of know what they want to do. And we kind of laugh at it. Oh, they're playing like they're a fireman or this or that or a singer or, you know, a writer, a teacher, whatever. But really, you can kind of see what they were born to be. But I think we, we, I don't know, we take that out of them. We don't mean to as parents, I think. We kind of mold them. We want them to be what religion we are. We want them to follow in our footsteps rather than letting them be who they're supposed to be. And eventually that's going to come out. Oh, yeah. You put them in that little mold. You send them to school in unit, little uniforms like little robots lined up. And they can't, you know, they've got to be who they are. The lucky ones do it when they're younger. Mm-hmm. It takes some of us getting older and realizing this is not me and you know it all along yep you know it all along but you just you're afraid of what people are going to think you're going to lose everything and everybody in your life but then you just can't take it anymore you you break free you spread those wings and and there you go so parents when you see those little ones and they're you know let them throw a fit every once in a while leave them alone don't beat them too much let them sure be who they need to be and there's a careful balance between you know social acceptability and and complete you know uh tyranny almost you know it's um so i know you're kind of into this stuff as well too but um so children um their brainwave state between the age of zero and seven is in called theta state um so that is this that is the state that your brain is when you're sleeping and having dreams. Um, so literally, as you're saying, you know, you can kind of watch children and, and see a true story because that's exactly what it is. It is pure, unfiltered life 
coming through a child, you know, and once they progress past the age of seven, they've kind of been quote unquote conformed to whatever social acceptable norms are at that time. But, um, you know, there, uh, there are plenty of, of, uh, teachers out there or, or scientists that say, um, you know, adults actually should be learning more from their children than children should be learning from, you know, their parents for the most part. Obviously, we've got to keep them safe and fed and healthy and, you know, and all the I, normal things. But but to watch a child play, you uh, know, you say that they're a fireman or a teacher mm-hmm. or they pretend they're a mom. In their mind, at that point in time, that's what they it's are. So I real. mean, they they literally are in alignment with that and, and are acting it out on a day-to-day basis. And um, you know, feel no remorse for it whatsoever and, and believe it completely, you know, and, and for those, you know, the parents that, um, you know, say that's stupid or you shouldn't do that or blah, 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 blah. That hurts my heart so oh, bad, it's you know, so, you know, and I, and the older I get, the less I keep my mouth shut. Mm-hmm. I can't help it. I, I nicely, you know, and I can remember being a young parent and, you know, thinking, for instance, my first daughter was is perfect. All mm-hmm. my children are perfect, let's face it. But my first one made her bed. She was neat. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. And then 10 years later, I had Alex Ray, who I absolutely adore, but he was having none of it. We <laughs> thought Jordan was like that because of us. Uh-huh. And we read scripture and we taught her, you know, da, 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 da. And then I would look at children like Alex, who I absolutely adore and who is a minister and a spitfire. <laughs> 23 just I adore him he's more like me than the rest of them and you know he was gonna do it his way or the highway or he was gonna lay in the floor and throw a fit he was having none of it and I would look at him and think what is happening here what is happening here because here's Jordan who we thought was because of our perfect parenting and then 10 years later Alex Ray shows us how wrong we were. Sure. sure. <laughs> it's like, Jordan was just Jordan. That's who she is still. That's who she was. It just so happened, you know, that she was born a neat freak, not, you know, quiet, little sweet, little prissy. And then here's my little fire the child. wild man. The wild man. Yeah. He showed us the way. We ate many words. Well, I can imagine. Him. They are who they are. They are. And their um, children are here. Um, you know, it's the parents. Yes, they do have to teach, you know, life lessons. But, you know, as I said before, that um, it's it's not a mistake uh, that you're, you know, when you decide to have a child, that you have the child that you have, because, you know, obviously you were um, uh, pretty involved in, in Jehovah's Witness and, and, and kind of believe in that aspect of life. Uh, you're not, a you know, an, an atheist that I, you know, that I think. Um you know, and, and not to put it kind of in a structured box, but kind of just a belief in a higher power is, you know, a whole different realm for, for those that, you know, kind of just write it off. But, um, you know, that the children are here uh, to teach us something about ourselves as well, too, you know, to teach well. us kind of what we're made of. You know, you had a nice little child and who was perfect and prissy. And, um, and then here comes, you know, the wild one, which um, I've got the same thing, you know, I've got um, kind of almost the exact same thing. And, um, you know, you learn a lot about yourself as a person and, and your emotional stability and kind of your mental capacity for handling different situations when you get thrown yes, something like I that. Yes, I was learned that I wasn't the patient person that I thought I was. <laughs> That's what I learned with Alex Ray. He taught me patience. 
And like I said, he's more like me than anything. But this is my, he's just like my, my brother, Jim. So we would laugh and I would say, why did I have your child? This is supposed to be your child because that's how he was when I was little (laughs) when we were little and he knows it too and of course they love each other dearly because of it um but then how many kids do you have two two okay well you need to have two more because it took the last one before um I realized um you know the other two were just guinea pigs. Okay. That's just the bottom line. But something about that third one, you just don't care anymore. So you let them do whatever they want to do. <laughs> and he's the most calmest. Okay. Nothing ruffles his feathers. Big old boy, my Alva. He's fixing to be 21 in two days. I can't believe it. Oh, don't wow. blink, man. So now he can finally drink That's at your establishment. That's all people talk. Yeah. Don't blink. But I mean it. It's like, what happened? I have all these grown kids and grandkids and... Oh, boy, you got grandkids, too. Yes, he's excited too. about that, that he can legally yes. buy a drink. Yeah, I'm sure he never drank before. Never, ever. I didn't find any <laughs> beer bottles in his room when I cleaned it yesterday. None. He doesn't live here anymore, and I hadn't went in his room. And like three months, I would peek in there and go, oh, I can't do it. Is he at least drinking good beer? Well, I think it was Corona or something. Oh, that's I don't not know. Bad. Okay. And I'm like, Alva, of course I call him fussing at him. And <laughs> he's like, Mom and two days i'm gonna be 21 and of course my first thing is where did you get it uh-huh, <laughs> and i'm sure. like never mind but never hey, mind i know when i was uh under the drinking age the the hey mister game was always a good one you know yeah you'd, you'd have you know you'd have about 20 dollars and want a six-pack like hey i'll give you 20 dollars if you go buy me this six-pack and they'd... well i had a dad that would do that for us and i always you know now i know why all the teenagers wanted to be at my house <laughs> my cool dad yeah. quote unquote that's yeah. what my parents said too. You know, they yeah. they obviously you know because it's like kind of keeping a dog on a chain almost. That if you don't like you said, if you kind of hold people back and if you you know you suppress a lot of things and and keep them in this bubble, then as soon as the bubble pops or they let loose from the chain, then there they you go. Gotta find you got to balance. Yeah, you know? exactly. You got to find that balance. And you know, Jesus said, "Be like the little children, not the teenagers." Yeah. So hey, there you go. Um, but you know, I'm a, this is always my thing. We send our children off to fight at 18, but they can't have a drink. That always blows my mind. Not that I'm encouraging alcoholism or children drinking, but I'm just like, some things do not make sense in this world. Yeah. Well, now they can't buy tobacco products until they're 21 either. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. There should be a something, something's not right about that. I agree. I agree. There's, uh, Which I think they should never be able to buy cigarettes, but you know, sure. that's just mama. Sure. That's the mama in me. I understood completely. You know, I think that's... I do smoke when I gamble, though. Okay. Okay. And I do smoke cigars, so I'm yeah, kind of being a hypocrite. No, 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 no. As my grandfather says, moderation in all yeah, things. That, moderation, moderation in all things. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's it's kind of like the yin and the yang. You know, you've you've got the order and the chaos, and if you get too far on either side, then your life is either completely chaotic or um, full of tyranny and, and control. Uh, uh, so you just kind of walk that middle border there and, and straddle, you know, the known and the unknown almost. And uh, that's how I live my life, at least. You that's know? what I'm saying. You You're on that to. thing. What is that thing you ride around? I mean, if the that's The one not, wheel, baby. Yeah, the one wheel. The one wheel. The one wheel. Never let me get on that. If okay. I've had a drink, just say no tab. Remember that time. <laughs> And then I'll be like, no, I can do it. I, can. I know. I, can. I can't even presu- ride a bicycle. 
Okay. What? You see this scar and this, uh-huh. that's, I, I mean, that was, no, don't ever let me get on. No matter how much I beg you, don't do it. I'm convincing. Well, if I've had a couple of drinks, I'm pretty you might easily let me persuaded. Do it. Yeah. So, and I think the times that we bump into each other, we've both probably had probably. several drinks. So this conversation probably. may go out the window pretty damn quick. I hope so. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, so when uh, when did you get hooked up with House of Odds? How did that happen? You've turned that into okay, a Okay, so um, whenever I sold the antique mall, I had no idea what I was... Actually, I didn't even think I was going to stay at the antique mall. I was like, I love to write, and I'm not a great singer, but I love to sing, but I really love to write. I love to write anything. I love to write songs, and I thought, well, maybe this will give me the opportunity to kind of record some of my stuff that I've written and maybe pursue that more and I then I ended up working at the antique mall they're like hey we hate doing the bookkeeping Randy and Kathy Bryan my dear friends on it and actually I write with Randy some we just had our first cut thank you very much congratulations like three months ago um so I ended up staying there doing their bookkeeping because they literally hated it they're like look we'll pay you really good money if you'll stay and do the bookkeeping I'm like, well, okay, let me let me see how this is going to work. I'd been literally doing it on paper, and you're talking 100 vendors in this store by hand on paper um, for, for years. And they're like, how are you even doing this? I'm like, I mean, I just do it. I've done it for so long. And um, they built me this nice computer program and all this fancy stuff that I never had. So I'm like, okay, this is cool. So um, I was working for them. And about three, two and a half years in, Dan and Sharon approached me. They had bought a building downtown and said, and I knew they had. They were kind of mulling around what to do with it. They took me over. And I had told you, like, I used to be a decorator. I still mm-hmm. kind of do it a little bit. But um, they're like, we're thinking of putting a wine bar here. What do you think? Do you think Dixon is ready? I'm like, yeah, I do. I don't, I don't, can't even open a bottle of wine with a cork. I mean, it has to be, but yeah, I think they're ready. Let me decorate it. And I literally stand in there, could see this big empty square, like what it was going to look like. I said, oh, let's do this. Let's put an art ledge. We're going to do mix and match everything and da, 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 da. And they're like, well, here's the thing. We don't just want you to decorate it. We want you to do it because we don't want anything to do with it. And we're not going to do it if you don't do it. I'm like, well, that's no pressure. Not at all. No pressure. Let me think about that for a minute. So we talked about it and molded around. And hey, by the way, we can have a drink on Main Street. I never thought that would happen. Like 10 years ago, if you would have told me that, I'd be like, y'all are nuts. Mm -hmm. But my generation has come along and took over and we're like, we're having a drink on Main Street. We're going to get some money. Exactly. Revive this town. Um, But anyway, so I really had to think about it because I didn't want to leave Randy and Kathy. Sure. So I've got my good friends over here, Dan and Sharon, my good friends over here. So I had this, nobody knew. I had one friend that I told about it and um, he was like, well, you know, just pray about it. And what does your gut tell you? And I'm like, well, why can't I do two things? He's like, well, why can't you do two things? And so I approached Randy and Kathy that own the antique mall. And I said, look, here's what's happening um, I think I can keep doing the bookkeeping if I'm not really scheduled. If you guys will work with me, let's try it a month or two. Let me just come in and do it because I'm a night owl anyhow. Yeah. When I can, 
and um, still be able to do the wine bar. Okay. And they're like, let's try it. I'm like, okay, well, there's my answer. So I was a nervous wreck, but I was like, let's give it a go because this is something I've I had a little cafe inside the antique mall, so I was familiar with, you know, the food end of it, but not the the so rest of food, it. There's food in there? There used to be when okay. I had it. I had a little cafe in there that said about 30 people. Very small, okay. just open on the weekends. Um, yeah, it was really cool. Live music. They still have the live music there. Cool. Yeah, so fun, fun place. But so that was... What actually the last month was our two year anniversary, but there was so much going on we hadn't celebrated. So y'all kind of look on Facebook because we're just going to have a simple celebration. But we'll be celebrating our two year anniversary. We made it through the COVID, yay! Um, but Thank it's God. been really Appreciate fun learning something new. That That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So because I mean, we had so much support during that, uh, both the Antique Mall and House of Vines, House of Brews, all the businesses downtown that done, done curbside. I mean, that's the customers were so good to us. They really were helping us stay up and running um, two years. But it was fun, and I was like, I don't know anything about wine, the food thing I can do. and But the rest of it, and Dan Smith is like, I'll hire people to teach you. I'm like. Cool. Okay, I can learn something new. First thing I need to know is how to, you know, Speak use wine. a corkscrew, and <laughs> that's number one. That would be nice. And so you're a beer drinker by trade, I guess. Well, or liquor. Or... I'm a vodka girl. I love vodka. What's your favorite vodka? <laughs> you know, I'm not real picky. I like a little sky, a little okay. Smirnoff. Okay. Any Tito's? I love me some Tito's. Yeah, Tito's yeah. is my jam. I mean, you yeah. know, I've I gotten like me into some Tito's and. So I'm, I'm trying to be a little more health conscious about my life. Um, so Tito's, I've been doing Tito's in water with a lime, uh, about a 50-50 split. And nice. the lime cuts it just as good. So there's no hangover. There um, you go. And uh, it goes down a little too easy sometimes. Uh, but shout out to Tito's for being so dang smooth too, you know. Um, I'm not picky, but I do only have really one choice. Not choice, but I only really choose one thing typically when it comes to vodka. Yeah, that's kind of me. Well, not really. I'll drink it. Whatever you got, I'll take it. Sure. Yeah, a little splash of cranberry, I'm good. Mm, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's healthy. Cranberry juice is it healthy. It is, yeah. yeah. It's a Tonic juice. water is good for you. Yeah. It helps you not yeah. to, you know, it's got that quinine in it. Yeah. If you can find it with quinine in it. Yeah. Um, little pineapple juice every now oh, and then. Oh, some pineapple juice. Yeah, that's, that's a good what I'm saying. beach drink right there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so they brought in... Um, the, I always love hearing the stories of... Uh, because that's business, straight up, is... Um, you know, everybody from the outside looking in always is like, oh, they always... You know, if the business is running well, um, so, you know, from the outside looking in, everybody's kind of like, oh, you, you really know what you're doing and blah, 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 blah. Uh, but from the inside looking out, nobody has a fucking clue what's going on. Like a lot of times, like you've got a vision and yes, you're, you're good at some things and, but every day is just something new and, and a new issue that's got to be resolved or overcome or something like that. And, you know, running, especially starting a business is just complete chaos right off the bat. And, uh, you know, you're starting a wine bar, not, or, you know, helping yeah. run a wine bar, not, not knowing even knowing how it's going to go over, but they, you know, that's the thing, Dan and Sharon take chances. Cool. They always have with this town. And, um, you know, um, not, I don't even really think about them being my bosses. They are same thing with Randy and Kathy. It was a big deal for me to sell them all and a big deal for, for them to buy it. Mm-hmm. You know, but people that take chances on this town and now look how it's thriving because really, you know, 
seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, you're taking a big chance on Main Street. Now, oh my God, you can't even get a building down there. Forget it. Mm-mm. It's not happening. We're packed. And I just absolutely love it. I love and let me tell you what I love about our little town. We all love each other. We all eat at each other's restaurants. We shop at each other's store. We support one another. If somebody's got something going down, we all try to help. And I get, I'm get i getting a little teary-eyed talking about it because it's the truth. Mm-hmm. We're all friends and not competitors. We don't consider each other competition. We want each other. You know, we're right across the street from Lugos, for heaven's mm-hmm. sakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, who can beat them? Little bite of everything. They laughed the other day because this is how lazy I am, which really I couldn't leave. I door dashed little bite of everything, which if y'all don't know this, is three doors now. <laughs> I'm like, look, y'all, it's th- it's worth $3 a tip for me the- not to have to walk down there to get it. I bet the DoorDash guy was like, hold on a minute. He's like, he was. He was like, I drove all the way back around. I could have just stayed where I was at. I'm like, you didn't know we were just right up the street. He's like, I'm confused. Why didn't you just walk just in there and pick get it? it up, go to the end like, of South Main, well, do I a whole I couldn't really loop. leave. <laughs> and I was really wanting some maple, maple bacon fries if you had those. I'm Heavens to Betsy. God, that sounds good. You got to get I usually some. get there, uh, when I go there, I get, I guess it's the Southwestern chicken salad or something That's like that. Too. Yeah, it's awesome. But we all have such good food. Good, everybody works so hard. Everybody's having such a hard time keeping employees right now. So, how is that looking for you? Right now, I have an excellent staff. Good. <clears throat> Thank goodness. I have a good kitchen staff. Um, I've hired a couple of new servers. I've got a couple of new people in the kitchen. And then I've got some people. My Keisha has been with me from the beginning. She's my right hand. And then Tawana, that I was telling you about that I grew up with. Um, she comes in and does most of the baking. Keisha's become an excellent baker as well. Um, but I just have a really, really good staff I'm really proud of. How did you um, source your staff? Would you kind of hand pick them or open Some people, I mean, I've got a couple of girls that I've, I grew up with and I was like, look, um, I know how much you love me and I really need help. Can you please come and work? I've got one girl, Cheryl, we graduated together and she literally comes one night a week. <laughs> All the way from Nashville, Inner Scrubs, just because she loves me. That's awesome. Yeah, to work that evening. And then another Cheryl, who also I graduated with, that's the server. And I know she's just doing it because she loves me. Sure. I know that's why. A lot of people love you, it seems like. But she's, you know, we've been together through thick and thin. A lot of us have. Tawana and I have been too. And, you know, she's like got a lot of, um, she don't feel good a lot of times. She comes in and bakes. Okay. The heck out of some stuff. And her grandmother was the the um, pastry chef at a restaurant that you won't remember, but a lot of people, hopefully some people that are listening will remember East Hills Restaurant. Yeah. It was where, like across from, what is there now, Eckerd's? No, they're building an office thing. It's like across from Walgreens. It was there for many years, but she, so Tawana oh, has where the CBS all, was? Yes, okay. that's it. Okay. Tawana has all of... Um, uh, her grandmother, Miss Nora Holt's recipes that she won't even let us glance at. Ooh. Still in her writing. Wow. And so a lot of the desserts we have um, are Miss Nora Holt's desserts from back all those years ago. So, and That's Tawana so comes special. in and makes them very special. Wow. Because her grandmother was a wonderful human and. Sounds like a wonderful cook, too. Cook and yeah. all those things. Yeah. Well, um, what is your. Uh, 
kind of employee retention or turnover look like? I'm always interested. <laughs> I know in the service industry, especially oh, in the restaurant business, you know, it's it's back and forth. But it sounds like, you know, you've at least got a couple, you know, core people that stay I around. do. I have several that have stuck with me. And then there's always two or three that come and go or they can't. It's hard. It's hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're a server or in the kitchen. And then I've got a couple of girls that can do either or. I have my Lauren She's serving today, but she can do the kitchen or, you know, and I love that. I have several that are willing just to pitch in and do whatever they need to do. But, I mean, every two or three months you're going to lose somebody and have to to replace them. And sometimes it's two or three and it's... um, it can be very stressful. So a shout out to all these businesses that are trying to keep them. So be nice to your servers. Yeah, be nice. Because they are working their butts off a lot of times, double shifts. Yep. You know, to make tip up for them well it. too. Like I, yes. I, 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 I am a huge fan of tipping. Just, I mean, at least these people are freaking showing up. They are showing period. up. There's so I many mean, people that just don't show up. You know, I mean, that's that's just the fact. And can I just say that I have three, four young people. I have three kids that work in my kitchen that are 16 years old. And let me tell you what, they are there. They don't call in sick. Wow. They are working their honeys off. And I'm so proud of them. One of them has been with me for nine, 10 months now. Um, and they, I'm just so proud of, of the young people that are willing to, I mean, they gave up their weekends to work. Wow. So, so there is a little hope for humanity there. Absolutely. Huh? A shout out to those kids. That's so awesome. Yeah. yeah big shout it's out amazing. to them. And they work too. They're show up They're, you know, so that, but I can't get adults, <laughs> but I love these something? kids that yeah. want to come and work, you yeah. know, and that's surprise. you know, the, the kid aspect of it is, um, you know, because it seems like that generation, you know, our kids these days. Kind the of kids thing. these days. Kids that was an old days. people thing, yeah, too. Yeah, right. Um, they, they, they seem, um, you know, this sense of entitlement seems to run rampant kind of through that generation. And um, instant gratification, you know, you're always uh, <laughs> living on social media and, you know, that little like or comment on your post or extra follower or something like that gives you that boost of serotonin, you know, instantly. And, and people kind of start to live and die by just that model in general, whether it be via technology or just interacting with people. And I feel like if, um, you know, if they're not getting those, uh, you know, dopamine serotonin drips every now and then, or every so often in their brain seems to kind of miss, you know, misfire on some things. And, um, I don't, I I I, uh, <laughs> I just see it quite often, um, you know, and no judgment at all, you know, because it's a product of your environment. But to hear, you know, and I see kids uh, working a whole lot as well, too, um, at other places. You know, Elizabeth has got some younger girls that work there and work their mm-hmm. butt off. And um, it's just it's just good to see that, um, you know, all the stuff online, you know, obviously isn't necessarily true for an entire and entire spectrum of people and yeah um, i'm proud of the you know my kids and i've had several kids you know over the past two years um that have worked and graduated and went on but they've you know they show up they're there and they work hard i'm proud of them that's very proud of these kids that i have and i become their mama i like being everybody's mama or grandmama 
Yeah, I can imagine having you as a boss would be um, rather interesting and fun. Well, I hope it is. I, I can be kind of direct. So I, I give him a lecture in the beginning. Don't get your feelings hurt. I'm very direct whenever sure. whenever I'm working. But I will love you like a mama. Just think of me as your mama. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that's... Uh, you know, kind of the case a, a, a lot with a lot of the downtown business owners, you know, that I'm talking to is that they, uh, I mean, hell, I know Elizabeth is as well, too. She pretty much just tells everybody as soon as they walk in, if you can't uh, handle um, some, some cussing in Southern She mouth, has the then... best um, help wanted ads that have ever been written in the history of help wanted ads. Like, I want to come to work for her on my days off. Um, you know, and and I I crack up every time I see it. I mean, I'm like, yeah, let me just go up there on my Monday off. Yeah, and work for Elizabeth. I'll just jump but behind I think the she's counter. Closed on, she's closed on, on Monday. Mondays, unfortunately. Yeah, because uh, I mean, I have Cheryl. Like I said, that we've grown up together. People are mortified because I'm I, and I do. You know, did you do this? Some people call it micromanaging. I like to call it giving attention to details. Okay. I'm aware that I do that, but. Okay. And she'll say, shut up, bitch. And the girls will go, what? what is happening here? They have no idea that we've always known each other. And I just go on like nothing. I'm like, you can't talk to me like that. Only she can. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. And, and I think you're, you're and, and I've talked about it a lot, too, on previous episodes. You're right on point about um, how the downtown business owners and patrons even, too, um, handle each other uh, and, and interact and how symbiotic kind of the entire relationship is with everybody. It's just, um, it's so great, you know, and I've mentioned it a couple times before, like um, Justin smokes uh, some grains for Chris Gad, you know, to make an, you know, an amber beer, which is, you know, obviously coincidentally his wife's name as well too, um, Justin's wife. Um, you know, and I think he's going to uh, help work with Elizabeth on some things as well too. And, um, you know, Chris is looking to kind of distribute his beer to some other, some other places. So, um, and everybody kind of welcomes the idea. With everybody works together. We're Elizabeth and I actually, we've, we've been working on this for like nine years, but because we're both so busy, but we're, we've got a thing that we're going to hopefully start doing soon that we're excited about too. But, you know, even like, um, the, the, uh, gelato place and white bluff, she brings her stuff, like, I think, a little bite of everything. What's the name of that? It's what? the one in White Bluff, and they've been helping. I'm terrible with names. Oh, Sweet Teas? Is it Sweet Teas? Sweet Teas, yes. yeah. Oh, Over there at Precious. The, in the precious bro- we were hoping to do it, but we can't get our freezer uh-huh. to do the gelato correctly. But, mm. like, you know, it's not just our the downtown. It's the whole county. Yep. We all try to work, you know, work together. And the live music, oh, my God. That was one of the things when we started – vines and yesterday's treasures we always had uh live music there and randy and kathy thank goodness continue that every tuesday night you can go to pick and pin pick and play at okay. yesterday's treasures okay it's like a round anybody can play cool. it's like a little jam session um and then i said i want to have live music here we want i want a stage i want people just to be able to come and plug in share their stuff not just covers and i love it that not just us, but brews, um, all up and down the street, you can come in here, uh, furnace, you know, they quite often have live music, the park, you can go hear music. Last night I went in events when the jazz band was playing, practicing, you can go take a peek in there when they're practicing. Okay. So, you know, I mean, I, 
I just love all the music that's happening on Main Street. I do too. I love it so much. That's, that's my absolutely thing. That's my passion. To, oh, I agree. I was in a uh, uh, DDA, um, Downtown Dixon Association, uh, meeting yesterday morning. And uh, that was kind of one of the t- topics of conversation that came up was kind of what events would you like to see downtown? And um, you know, one of my inputs was, uh, you know, we've got a lot of music, but I would love to just keep that trend going as well. You know, I don't necessarily foresee it or, or nor do I really want it to turn into this Nashville scene, but, um, I think our proximity to Nashville, we, we can are baby. What are you talking about? We're real, like a little baby Broadway. We down are, there. Yeah. I mean, it's getting there. Um, it's the amazing. walk, the walkability and just hearing the drum beats and the guitars mm-hmm. through the windows and just like being able to just feel that whole vibe up and down main street is so killer i mean it is it brings amazing. so much life to main street too amazing and you mix it with I such good it. food as well mm-hmm. i mean you know i can't pick any restaurant on main street or really in dixon that just sucks you know i think that uh this town uh this county in general is attracting a lot of talent uh with people that um may not necessarily want to pay the nashville rents or are tired of the big city life and um, they've got a real talent for food or the arts or something like that. And they come and plant their roots and have a little land. And, um, you know, I know main streets getting eat up, but, um, you know, I kind of, I kind of see a little bit of the leapers fork action going on to where some of these older houses will start being rezoned commercial and you can put a business in there and it'd be a really neat older house with a restaurant or a shop or something in there. Absolutely. And just expand the downtown district a little bit. And actually the man who started Leapers Fork, it's funny you said that, actually came in a few months ago and he was blown away. What do you mean started Leapers Fork? He began the Leap, well, he didn't create Leapers Fork, but sure. all the puckets and all that okay. area and made it what it is. Um, he was blown away by Dixon. He was just like, you know, loved that the town had been revived because it had been a while since he had been there. Loved it. That's loved awesome. the town. He's been, has he been wanting to come into Dixon? Well, I don't know. I don't either. I mean, he was checking it out. Yeah. So he knows. He around town. Yeah. You know? He's, you know. That's a good, that's a really cool spot too. I think it would be a great fit. Somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So he's got a lot of stuff started. So who knows? But at this point, I mean, we're so full now. I think everybody kind of one by one. Yeah. 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 And it's in, it's going to be interesting to see what all those, you know, all the buzz with the post office and the yeah. old tap building where you got your tags. The bank building, what's going to yeah. happen with I mean, you hear all these rumors. Uh-huh. Like, what's going to happen with all that? We yeah. need more parking. Hello. Yeah. Somebody get us some more parking. Yeah. I've been teasing uh. Leonard about putting a parking garage. In, that, in his spot. In his spot right there. We need some more There's parking. a couple good spots that would be um, some good parking garages. I think a parking garage would be key. Now, obviously, it's a heavy investment. It's the money. <clears throat> it's a heavy investment uh, that would see a slow return, but um, is necessarily uh, is necessary, uh, honestly. Um, now, the big parking lot across, you know, from Katie's and, and Back Alley and all that is uh, is good, but, you know, it, it fills up quick. Um, and then your other options are either going to be in that church parking lot right there or on the street or, um, you know, the parking lot across from Mulberry Mill as well too. Mm -hmm. But still, I mean, you start getting some traffic down here. Um, and thank goodness they let us use it because you know how sweet of these people that, which another one is the city, but there are several that are not, but Mm -hmm. out of the goodness of their heart. There's not any of these no parking except for XYZ type stuff going Mm -hmm. on, but... 
Um, and yes, I, I am uh, extremely excited about these new developments that are coming in as well, too. Um, the post office is going to be um, something extremely special. Uh, they're starting to, obviously, you've got, um, oh, Miss, what's her name? The Miss, the Backwoods, Miss Daisy's. Yeah, I is? haven't made it down there okay. yet. Somebody yeah. was going to bring me food and they were closed one day, but I can't wait to try it. But I'm, I'm, I mean, my mouth waters just seeing everybody's posts. Yeah. And that's kind of the wild west of downtown right now. Yeah. I mean, that's really the, the most um, underdeveloped portion of the downtown district and, um, you know, Ron Runyon has, has done a great job, you know, and, and Andy Truman kind of bringing in, um, some tenants for that. Um, I guess the Mulberry Lane, old mm-hmm. Mulberry Lane building. So it I, used I, to be, I used to have an antique booth in there. That's one okay. of the places I started. Yeah. And that's and where the pink hydrangea was. Too, it was, okay. it was. And, um, actually miss uh, Ruby Reynolds just passed away this mm. week that owned all that for many, many years. Her family started that Hamilton Okay. It used to be Hamilton Place. The Hamiltons owned it back oh, in the day. How about that? Yep, she just passed okay. away. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, yeah, and if if um, you know if there there is that old Lamastis lot next to the post office as well too, uh, that uh, <laughs> there's a whole story behind that, but <clears throat> I'm not going to get into it. So, um, and then Red Cat Flats, you know, right across the street. Everybody kind of seems to have that as background noise. But that, what an amazing addition to downtown. Amazing. So I'm beautiful. telling you, when they take the... And there's so many old buildings that I can see them doing, you know, that are just kind of sitting there that I can see somebody grabbing up and and doing something with. I would love to see us have a homeless shelter, not necessarily right in downtown. I do think we need one. I love... Uh, the organization's new House of Hope and New Beginnings, I think they changed it to something else. But, you know, they're having a, something coming up, a fundraiser. So I'm definitely supportive of that. Just maybe not right in downtown. It seems like it should be closer to the interstate kind of thing to me. But, yeah. um, you know, we got a lot of big-hearted people in Dixon. Absolutely. That, that want to help one another and those that, that don't have much or anything. And I love that that idea. A lot of potential out there. I love my little town and, and everybody in it for, you know, reaching out and, and supporting one another. And I'm just, I couldn't be more thrilled looking back on how things have evolved. Yeah. And it's kind of mind-blowing. So quickly, too. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and the majority of the leadership is... Um, kind of, you know, is on board with, with everything going on. And, and this controlled growth is extremely key to a lot of it as well. I mean, you can't, you can grow and you can grow quickly, but it, it can't be out of control because then you're going to end up with like a, you know, a Murfreesboro situation to where well, we're, just chaotic. we're slowly, you know, eventually if we aren't already becoming a suburb of Nashville because people are moving here. It's like Marietta to Augusta. You can't even drive through it. You know, Augusta, I mean, not Augusta, Atlanta has mm-hmm. taken it over. You know, it just keeps spreading. People yeah. move here. You know, you can't buy a piece of property here. Ten years ago, you could get it for nothing. Yep. And I think kind of uh, one thing, one good thing that will save us from, uh, you know, becoming completely um, enveloped, you know, by, by the Nashville scene is uh, Cheatham County. Uh, the Kingston Springs area because the the topography there you know you're you're 
pretty much sitting on, um, you know, the Harpeth River and the South Harpeth River where there's bluffs and drop-offs mm-hmm. and, and, and um, ravines and all that. So the topo there is just so up and down. And, um, you know, I'm sure you know that that area of Kingston Springs is kind of a, um, a millionaire and billionaire's playground. You know, I mean, you've got the Golf Club of Tennessee. You've got some pristine property out there. There's a lot of country music artists that live out there and have a lot of property and, um there's not necessarily too terribly much room for commercial development either. I mean, the downtown mm-hmm. area is kind of what it is and it's surrounded, you know, it's kind of, it's right there on the water for the most part and they're building houses kind of around it. Um, you're really the only other commercial area is right when you get off the interstate. So, um, you know, I, and, and then you've got that whole void between Bellevue and, and Kingston Springs. And I grew up in Bellevue and it's taken until, you know, these past two years, uh, for Bellevue to turn in, you know, Bellevue used to be the, the boondocks used to be the country. Um, and now it's turned into just its whole kind of satellite city of Nashville. And, uh, you know, then you just keep going down 100 and you've got Fairview, which is Williamson County, but it's underdeveloped, you know, and mm-hmm. not underdeveloped, but it's, it's not as developed as the rest. So, um, and then you've got the whole 96 area of Burns. So I think that the D- Dixon County itself is pretty well, uh, shielded isn't really the the right word, but we're just far enough with some buffers in between, you know, and then, you know, the last set of lights before Jackson for the most part, you know, an hour short of the Clark, south of Clarksville and, and an hour north of Columbia with some pretty small towns in between. So uh, Dixon's got a real, real opportunity to be just a unique uh, space to, to develop um on its own individually, but close enough to talent and to money, um, with enough space and enough, uh, leadership that wants to continue to push to this mm-hmm. kind of growth of, of where we see it going. Yeah. And people don't want to live right. You know, I hear people saying it took them as long to drive from point A to point B right in Nashville as it would driving from Dixon to Nashville, which Absolutely. you used to could do that in about 40 minutes. You can't mm-hmm. do that anymore during rush hour. Forget no, that. Not, not happening. All. Nope. Nope. I, uh, not happening. I, I, I take my kids to school in Nashville. Um, they go to St. Anne's over there and, um, it's, no traffic. It's 35 minutes one way. So it's about 70 minutes round trip. Uh, but if you hit traffic, it's about an hour and a half. I mean, or a little, it's yeah, pretty much an hour and a half. I admire you for doing that. Mine got on the school bus, get your butt to school until my daughter could drive. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I admire parents that do that. That's a lot. It is. Um, it is, uh, but it's, uh, they love it. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately most of their friends do live in Nashville. So we've kind of got two separate friend groups as well too. We've got a, a how old are the babies? Nine and five. Wow. So a nine year old boy and a five year old girl, you know, fourth grade and kindergarten. So, um, my daughter, Andy Rose, uh, is a ginger like me, um, and a, uh, wild ass. And, <laughs> um, we got a note home the other day, uh, from her uh, new kindergarten teacher that she's, known for about a month that said um andy rose said the s word on the playground oh, the other day i wonder where she got that I from <laughs> uh, uh, and the teacher wouldn't even spell out the whole word she just put sh star t and i'm like we're both just going to put the here. i in there um and last year <laughs> this is really funny we interrupt this episode with a message from our sponsor this episode is brought to you by sassy pop boutique Sassy Pop is a women's clothing and accessory boutique located inside Mulberry Mill in Dixon, Tennessee. 
Sassy Pop's fashion professionals help their clients find the right style and fit for all body types and sizes. Whether you are an extra extra small or a 3XL, Sassy Pop Boutique will have you looking your best for all four seasons. Check them out on Facebook at Sassy Pop Boutique and on Instagram at Sassy Pop Boutique Dixon. Or browse their website for 24-hour shopping and shipping anywhere in the United States at sassypopboutique.com. Now let's get back to it and enjoy the rest of this episode. Funny. Last year uh, in pre-K two, uh, <laughs> she she got tattled on by one of her friends, and the friend walked up to the teacher and said, "Miss um, Grigsby, Andy Rose said the D word." And um, <laughs> Miss Grigsby approached Andy Rose and looked at her and Which said, "Which one?" Uh, well, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and uh, she said, "Andy Rose, did you say the D word?" And Andy Rose said, I, "What? What D word?" And the teacher said it. She was like, "Did you say damn?" And Andy Rose said, "No, I didn't say damn. I said shit." <laughs> And then she wheeled back and said, my mom says it all the time. <laughs> so we got... Tell on mama, put it off on uh, mama. No, yeah. I so love it. I got told that story at 7.15 in the morning and I just had about a half a cup of coffee and had to had to stomach that. But uh, she didn't I get in trouble. It. I mean, kids are kids. We didn't punish them. I mean, I just feel like words are words. There are four letters, you know, that have been interpreted by humans and told that they are supposed to have this meaning, you know, and it's, it's all in how you say it from your heart. You know what I mean? Like it's, that's, that's all it is, you know, and, and kids will be kids. One of my favorite, I mean, my kids done many hilarious things, but, uh, Jordan, who was our little angel, uh, Miss Suzanne Parham was her first grade teacher. I adore her. She was Andy Rose's swim teacher for a while. She's fantastic. Yeah. Beautiful woman. She called laughing. I said, oh, my God, what? She said, can you, is there any way you and Ray both could come in? I'm like, oh, my God, this is a little Jordan. What are you talking about? She's like, it'll be worth it. I promise. So we go and she meets us at the door. And here's little Jordan all grinning with her long blonde hair, you know, just a little doll, big giant blue eyes. And she says, if you'll notice outside the classroom, everyone has drawn their family photo. (laughs) Jordan's is so special. I'm going to have her, y'all help her draw another family photo (laughs) drawing. And I want y'all to keep this one forever. So she presents us with the photo, and Jordan's grinning from ear to ear. She's so happy because so she won, like, the prize for the best one. And it's Ray and I and Jordan, and we're naked. and But we have our glasses on, and I have on high heels. That was okay. great. With all the parts where they're supposed to be, all smiling. And... My husband looks at me without even cracking a smile and said, I guess it's time to start wearing some clothes around the baby. Because we're kind of old hippies, you know, throw the kid sure. in the shower with you and all that kind of sure, stuff. And, sure. and I mean, it was just, and my husband was very hairy. So he was like really, and I had my boobs, <laughs> my big nipples, all of it. But it was stick people. I mean, you would have to see it. We have it somewhere. I mean, it's getting lost in the divorce. But believe you me, it's somewhere. Oh, God. But that that's, needs to be revived. That is like my favorite. That is so funny story ever. So we go home, and you know, of course, we put the picture on the refrigerator 
I mean, it's it was the greatest thing ever. And not to put it on the refrigerator. And not to make her feel bad too, you know, because sure. she drew our, you know, she drew it. We she have knew. had rainbows and okay. you know clouds, and we're out in the yard. I guess I don't know. <laughs> didn't <laughs> realize my favorite. that the Booker home was a nudist colony. It's a nudist colony <laughs> over there. Don't knock on our door Close early in the morning. Optional. Yeah, it's exactly right. <laughs> She had a little dress on in her defense. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So she was clothed, but everybody else she was, was clothed. But it was always naked. something like that with our kids, and I love it. I miss all that stuff. <sighs> they grow up so fast. Yeah. And then there's Alva, my baby, who hated school so bad until he got a girlfriend. Thank God for that girlfriend. They're not together anymore, but then he wanted to go. But they would try to punish him, and he turned 18. So in his senior year and I went and I'm like please whatever you do don't let him know he can quit because he's 18 mm -hmm. don't let him have this information don't whatever you do keep it from him and they're like well he's already gonna miss prom because he's missed too many days I'm like that's not punishment he mm -hmm. doesn't want to go to prom until he got the girlfriend then he was oh, yeah. then it was he's not gonna get to walk down the hill I'm like really I mean, can y'all bring back paddling? That might work. Sure, yeah. Maybe. But these things are times. not going to work. <laughs> I'm doing everything I can to get him here. <laughs> and when he graduated, I was like, praise Jesus. This is the best day of my life. Oh, my God. Finally. Oh, this is so awesome. Thank you that he graduated. Here's the diploma. Life size. I blew it up as big as this table. <laughs> Put it next to that the was naked work. picture. That's yeah. the hardest I've ever worked in my whole life just is to get that boy school. graduated. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. I just love hearing stories about people with older children. It just gives me something to look forward to, I mm -hmm. guess. Right? Get ready. Get Any ready. words of advice for me at the ages of five I mean, you know, you need to have that third kid. That's what I'm going to tell you. It'll change everything. <sighs> I got two dogs and a cat, too. They don't. So. That does not count. Okay. I have a dog named Rodney, a.k.a. Little Shit. <laughs> You know, but that he's like having a kid kind of. He hates everybody. Okay. He's terrible, but um, but I love him. He's thirteen. He's like a little old man. Oh wow, wow. He is. But you need that third kid. That's my advice. Just go on because it'll change everything. So how far apart are yours and age? Um, I had my my daughter, and then ten years later, I had three boys all in a row. But one is not with us anymore. But I have my two boys, 23 and 20, fixing to be 21. Okay. And one in between. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. <sighs> so so there's space to park. About. Anna Claire, if you're listening to this, I guess we have to have a conversation. Yeah, one yeah. more. And it's time. Because you got the other two in school. And then, so your daughter's held nine. So she can babysit. You can teach her to change diapers. <sighs> I mean, there's so many things, which, I mean, you know, when, when the baby's older, she can feed him because I'm a big advocate of breastfeeding. Okay, yeah, so oh, yeah. she's got to nurse the baby. But then sure. when the baby's older, the, the older dog, you just let them do it all. You teach them to, you know, to be a good mom and just let them. See, it's perfect. So the foxes are going to run the hen it's house the, at some point. It's the perfect scenario. <laughs> the, she would be, you know, 11 or 12 by the time you have this child and you've got your babysitter and you teach them that they're not babysitting, it's like, a you know, a pleasure to take care of the baby. And then you don't sure. really do anything at that point. It's the beauty of having that last Just child. Just put it on cruise control. <laughs> Just put it off on the older child, you <laughs> I see. I that you raise the other two You well raise enough. the child. Go ahead. You do it. I gave birth to you. You raise it. I'm, I'm your mother. <laughs> no. 
I guess that's a perfect birth control situation. It's know? true. Yeah, that's a good birth my, control And you know, my daughter's never had children now that you're mentioning it. Oh. She loves them, but she says she never wants any. Okay. That may be why. Yeah. Because I made her raise the other two. That could okay. be why. See, now we're coming to conclusions. That, may be, yeah. that may be the answer. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, so in other words, don't take any advice from me. Or do, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever. It's all in how it ends up. Uh, I love my babies, though, and my grandbabies. How many grandbabies do you have? Well, I have, I actually have one, but I, I claim two because my baby brother's so much younger than me. Okay. Um, his baby's like my, I mean, she's going to call me Big Mama. At least I'm trying to make her call me Big Mama. Big Mama. Okay. That's two babies in 2020. Too. Okay. So there is something good out of 2020. Cool. The two girls. Two girls. Lily Maud and Rain, R-E-I-G-N, like the queen, lively. Two girls. Okay. Yep. Twins or? No, no, no. These are my grandbabies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Both in 2020. Wow. And they're hilarious. They're gorgeous. That's good. One's in Augusta and one's in Nashville. You just spoil the hell out of them. Send them packages. I buy them stuff. Uh, you know, I've already told them they're always going to have gum, candy, lots of sugar. Yeah. You know, whatever they want. What is it about grandparents and sugar? That happens to my kids, too. Well, I think, you know, I've thought a lot about it, and I think we're trying to hype the kids up so that they can get some amount of payback <laughs> for what they did to us. <laughs> <laughs> doing it out of spite completely it's, spite. Yeah. it's totally spite <laughs> that seems to happen uh my uh anna claire's dad uh they call him mikey um he he picked andy rose up uh, my daughter and we met them over at their house to to get her back and she walked in with an ice cream cone and a milkshake because of she course. had to have food and a drink. Yes, yeah. food and drink. That makes sense <laughs> Duh, to me. Yeah. Absolutely. Make complete sense. Yes. Yeah. She was My climbing. dad wouldn't even give us ice cream money. Like, we'd be like, and back then, I mean, I'm old, it would be like 10 cents. Daddy, can we have a dime? Damn it. <laughs> I, y'all are going to run me dry. What is, you think I'm made out of money? And, you know, and then when the grandkids come along... He would like show up with like five grocery bags of, you know, uh-huh. cookies and candy. And I'm like, Daddy, you wouldn't give me 10 cents for a daggum ice cream sandwich mm-hmm. over here at the elementary school. Dixon Elementary, that's where I went to. Okay. It's still there. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it's still standing, but it's still there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was like, who are you and where is my father? I kind of like you better. But sure. what did you do with my actual yeah. Where'd daddy? He go? Where'd Where he go? is he? Where's that person? And my mom is like, you know, she carried a switch in her purse that we had to go cut ourselves. Mm. Carried it with her at all times and would use it anywhere at any time. And if you lay a finger or even raise your voice to a grandchild, it's, you know, all hell will break loose around my mother. You're not going to do it. We're like, Mom, real, literally? Oh, no. Seriously? Are you kidding? <laughs> Did she I still mean, hit you with that switch? She probably would. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We, she would uh, like to. I'll put it that I'm way. I'm sure. She would like to. We, I had to, I had to do the same thing. Uh, pick my own switch. And uh, it was a couple of years ago. I think it was at like a Christmas dinner at my parents' house. Um, we were looking through some old things and... um. 
there was a, a cabinet, a china cabinet, and I opened it up, and there was the switch. Like the switch is some, still yeah, there. The switch was still back there where she. I hit love it. it. And, yeah. On the top shelf where I couldn't reach it, but she knew exactly. Belt, what it was. shoe, whatever. Sure. You know, uh, my aunt Am was the one that would whip you with anything, and we would all get together. And when you're all together, the kids belong to everyone, so you don't know who's gonna whoop you. I mean, any at any moment in time. It's happening. I hate Kool-Aid to this day. I saw my cousins yesterday, unfortunately, at a funeral. Like, our family's dropping like flies from this damn COVID mm. shit. But, um, and we always inevitably will talk about this, and the mothers deny it. They're mm. like, y'all are exaggerating. We're like, are, we're Just- all here. <laughs> All 17 cousins, and we're like, witness it. We all like concur on that you locked us out and gave us Kool-Aid and with half the amount of sugar, maybe even a fourth, it should have been there. We all hate Kool-Aid to this day. red water. And that y'all whipped us with sweet. We didn't do any of that. We're like, uh, you've got 17 witnesses here that you did do it. Mama. Just trying to gaslight the whole situation. Drink out of the hose pipe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it sounds mm. like you've, you, um, I've led a very interesting life up this far. Very simple but interesting, I suppose, life. Sure. I think so, yeah. I just try to enjoy my life. and. Any words of advice, you know? Uh, be who you are. That's what I always tell people. Don't. How can somebody find out who they are? You know. Yeah. You know. We deny it. Sure. But you know. Sometimes you have to give things up. I did. I left behind a lot of things to be able to express myself and truly be who I was, you know, and if you have to do that, I mean, that inside, you know who you are. You hear that little whisper. You got to listen to the whisper. Be silent. Be still. Listen. Meditate. And you know, you know what your passion is. Mine is music and writing. I I love it. Um, And I may not ever make a lot of money out of it, but that's what brings me the most joy. I love people. Most of the time I can be a hermit too, but sure. Um, but you know, deep inside what you're supposed to be doing. And, you know, I just, I, I tell people if something doesn't make you happy, let it go, whether if it, whether it's a person or a thing, just, and sometimes that's the hardest thing in the world to do. Um, cause we get comfortable. Get complacent, you know, we and, do. um, I want to get back to the band in just a second. Um, but I think that a lot of the outside forces influence that as well, too. I think that Absolutely. we're constantly berated with um, reality TV shows, and if it bleeds, it leads kind of stuff, and we're made to believe that the world is just this um, you know, tragic comedy of sorts, you know, to where a lot of things just don't make sense, and it seems like so, so many things are going terribly wrong, and back to that instant gratification type stuff, it's just like we're constantly distracted, you know, too, too much so to, to even find out who we are as people. I, I agree 100% because we're so, um, our minds are so polluted with everything around us. And you, we don't take the time to be by ourselves and get to, and it took me a long time to like being, I'm, I live alone, I'm by myself. Um, and it took me a long time to really like myself. And then it took me even longer to love me. Mm. I didn't like me. I hated me mm-hmm. for a long, long time. I, I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror. Mm. And it took me a long time to get to a place um, to forgive me, to love me, to love all my fat rolls, to love 
not just inside, but also outside. Because for a while, I mean, we're even conditioned to believe, well, that's not you. I'm on the inside. My real me is on the... Well, you know what? I'm telling you, this body is what I'm walking around on this planet. This is part of me, too. Sure. You can lose all the weight or gain all the weight or do whatever, have a facelift. In the, but if you can't love yourself now in this body and appreciate this body mm-hmm. and respect the body that you're in... That's still you. You're still going to hate yourself. Sure. And that's a hard thing to do. Really hard. You well, know. it's real hard because we're told that we're supposed to look like Brad Pitt or absolutely you know, uh, these 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 Victoria's Secret models. Like that's that is what we're all supposed to be striving. And you for. know what? I did look like that whenever I was eighteen years old, and I still hated myself. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta. Yeah. A lot of those Victoria's Secret yourself. models aren't very happy people. Either. They're they're miserable because they starve themselves, mm-hmm. and you know. Um, they don't enjoy life. There's no way that you can. I mean, I guess it's nice to look in the mirror with that bod, but um, yeah, or feel like other people. You know, I just I look at my my art, the parts of me that I like the least, and I try to give them love and see it as a separate in it. Even like my belly, my babies grew there. You Mm -hmm. know, these arms that sometimes I don't like this very much. Like these arms have held those babies and hugged people and loved people. And so I just, I try to tell, especially younger people that are so down on themselves, you know, it's a shame you don't love yourself now when you're 18, Mm -hmm. that it takes you being 50, 55 to realize, you know, you got to respect and love your body like it is. That is my big thing. Being who you are, respect and loving, um, take care of yourself. Yes. But not everybody's going to be a size zero. Mm-mm. By the way, my daughter is. I don't know how she came out of me, but anyway. <laughs> I'm like, who are you? Yeah. I had her at home, so I know she's mine. I'm pretty sure. Didn't, <laughs> no didn't mix her up at, at the hospital. That's my baby. <laughs> that's a scary yeah. thing to think about. Um, well, I think you're absolutely right, and that's a really neat topic that a lot of people don't take the time to dive into as far as um, these earth bodies. Uh, I'm of firm belief that um, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Absolutely. The only thing, um, our bodies are uh, literal meat suits. You know, that's I mean, that, what we're are. We're in around these beautiful the suits mm-hmm. that I believe we picked out way before we came here. We wear many throughout time. This ah, is not so the same many. suit yeah. I had on no. 25 years ago, even five years ago. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, if you believe in reincarnation, you must. You you've got to believe in pre-incarnation. You know this is not this is a this is a very cyclical process. Um, that is a process. You know with with lessons that are that are meant to be learned. Um, uh, <laughs> man, we could get so deep on this. Uh, we could because I think we came here with a very loosely written script that we wrote before we came. Very loose, a lot of ad libs. People mm-hmm. come and go. We don't really know who's going to come into our life necessarily. Absolutely, I think that you there's know, some boxes that, in order to ascend from, you know, a third or fourth dimension into the fifth, sixth, and seventh, or whatever it may be, um, that there are lessons that that must be learned. Um, you know, I I don't know if you'd follow the work of Dolores Cannon at all, but. Um, she says that, um, she's a, a, she's not necessarily a medium. She was, um, I think a, 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 a podiatrist, not a podiatrist, a foot doctor, but, um, like a Reiki healer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so some of her clients were mediums for spiritual entities. And so th- people that had this, um, 
this unique capability to be a medium, started hearing about uh, Dolores, and so they started pouring to her. So when she would do her sessions, the medium would come through because they would be in such a relaxed state. And so there was these constant messages um, from all these higher dimensional beings. Um, and the most constant message was that our main goal here on, she calls it a teaching planet. Earth is a teaching planet and apparently one of the hardest in all of the universe. Like our human experience here is one of the hardest across the vast universe. Ooh, that means if we're here that we've graduated from all the others. Uh, mm. Yes, we have. Yeah. Um, exactly right. Um, mm-hmm. But we still have some really hard lessons to learn. Um, but that the main message that uh, was portrayed through these mediums was that our sole purpose on Earth is to figure out how to manipulate and manifest um, energy or our desires. So in order to turn this law of attraction, which is the first step in the whole process, it's it's actually the least important step because it's so automated. Everybody desires. Everybody has wants. Everybody, um, you know, has these things that they want to experience in their lives. Everybody does that. What everybody doesn't do is allow it into their life. Allow. They don't, they're not allow. in the receiving mm-hmm. mode. Um, Receive, yeah. As, as Abraham Hicks would say. I'm a big is, Abraham fan. Gosh, she's so great. That changed my life. Mine too, 100%. I was it began with Wayne Dyer because when you're oh, a Jehovah's so Witness, great. you're not really, um, and I'm not knocking witnesses at all. Sure. Um, you're not allowed to... Um, read or explore any outside information so wayne dyer is one of those gray areas so i was obsessed with Mm. wayne dyer and then when i I left the religion i started exploring more and i I accidentally ran into abraham through a book at the antique mall that was called um oh what is the name of it it's one of the first ones abraham oh what is that one but anyway i thought it was about abraham in the bible yes and I laid it on the counter, and this couple comes in and goes, oh, you know Abraham? I'm like, yeah, I know Abraham. What, what do you mean? No, that Abraham. Have you Ask read this and book? Ask it is given. Ask and, it is given. Yeah, and yeah. I thought it was literally about Abraham. And it was so outside of anything that I was ever taught, but I had finally learned to open my heart and mind to new things, and it blew my mind that I had to put it down, but then I became obsessed, and I don't go a day without listening to Abraham. Not either. Daily. I, open up, I open up my YouTube, and she's always yep. a suggested video, and I just I just take it as a sign from the universe that that's the video I'm Absolutely. supposed to Absolutely. Whether Louise it's the Hay. YouTube algorithms or not. Um, you know, she's always got such a consistent message. Yeah. To people always question whether it's real or not. I'm like, dedicate yourself to listen to at least one or two videos a day until you kind of get the feel of what's going on. So her name, for those that are listening, her real name's Esther Hicks. Yep. Um, and her husband, uh, who unfortunately died of cancer, uh, was Jerry. And so, mm-hmm. uh, from what I remember, she first started having these experiences when she read the Seth Speaks book. Seth Speaks. And my yeah. dad, who was not a witness, had that book, and, and and my mom didn't allow that stuff in the house or whatever, And but I was always very curious about it. And so, one of the first things I did... Um, when I could, is I found Seth Speaks, which blew my mind. It's so awesome. I've before, I actually discovered that before um, Abraham, because I remember my dad having that book. Okay. And if you ever seen any of those videos, they, they're kind of mind-blowing. Mm, yeah. It's kind of almost borderline creepy uh, when you first get into creepy, it. But yeah. Abraham is more like, makes sense. it made sense to me. Mm-hmm. It called to me, spoke to me. And... um 
you know, I just, it literally changed. It took a minute for me to, to get rid of all the beliefs that I grew up on that I still, you know, respect. And I, I'm, like I said, I'm thankful. I still believe some of it. I've, I just think you all have to have your own belief system and what feels right, what sounds right. Anytime you're questioning something, you know, open your mind, look it up, be mm-hmm. open to, you know, always other reach. faiths and, and yeah. other expressions of people's beliefs because you're missing out if you don't, even if you don't agree with it. It's just so interesting to see what makes people tick and why they believe the way that they believe that. Well, you if know. you close your heart off, um, you're not allowing yourself the right to be surprised by life. You know, you never, ever know what's going to resonate with you and your soul. Um, and that all ties back into um, what is, in essence, a soul contract of sorts. You know, this loosely based deal of, okay, um, you know, and I could get into some weird details as far as kind of how deep that goes, but, um, you know, it's kind of agreed upon between you and, the galactic council and a God and, and other higher dimensional in- entities that you've been spending your time with in these different dimensional realms. And, 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 and allegedly, uh, we choose to come to earth. Like it's our choice to come here I because do believe we that. know we have to. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that a God is exploring this planet through our eyes. I think we're a spark of him. I'm wording, using my words carefully here. I think you and I are on the same page. Absolutely, yeah. But um, I do believe he's seeing things through our eyes, experiencing things through our eyes, and what an honor that is, if you put your mind around that. Well, then you get you into know. Alan Watts at that point. Oh, that's my man. You know. I'm going to marry him in the next uh, life. He's just such a... He's going to be my husband in the next round. Uh, well... Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe we he could, blows my mind. Maybe we could, you know, maybe, maybe we could have this a sister wives kind of relationship too. You know, I'll <laughs> hang out with him as well. Um, you know, but it, what did he, what does he say? Is that what uh, what you are experiencing eternally is what the universe is experiencing at the exact same time? You know, I mean, it's we are just, the universe in motion. That's it. Absolutely, period. we are here to live life. That's we we overcome. I do. I'm I'm terrible at it. I overthink, I overcomplicate things, but I try to chill and lay back and okay, let's just be, just be, just be. you know, mm-hmm. just let it go. Just be, let whatever happen is supposed to happen. Don't overthink. Don't try to think so much about tomorrow because hell, the way things are now, you know, we don't know if we're going to be here tomorrow anymore. Absolutely. Everything is so crazy right now. I've never seen the, seeing things like it is and i try to be i'm not passive about it but um i try not to give it too much energy sure but the fact is when you go to three funerals in one day sure you got to wake up and smell the roses man there's something going down sure i mean it's it's just crazy so i just send out love and prayers and um for those that have lost loved ones we had uh, yesterday buried a cousin. While we're burying that cousin, another cousin died. Hmm. They took him off of the ventilator. So it's just like everybody's going through this stuff. Maybe we came here and said, this is the day I'm going to go. I, I don't know. I just know there's a lot of people hurting right now. And um, 
I know we're eternal. I know that with all my heart and soul. Maybe that, you know, that thought can give some people some hope to know this isn't the end of it all. But man, we're still human. We're, we're you know, um, strapped here by time. So, you know, until um, we go, we're going to hurt and feel the pain of all this. And that's the whole point of the of this teaching planet. You know, there was a quote by um, a Persian um, kind of ruler or um, theologian of sorts named Rumi. Um, he said, this place is a dream. Only sleepers believe it's real. Then death comes like dawn and you wake up laughing at what you thought was your grief. Oh, in that, in that, that, it gives me chills every time profound, I say it. Yeah, absolutely. Cause it's just like, in all see honesty, the hair on my, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's, you, it's it, to put it into perspective. It's like taking off a pair of VR goggles almost. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're just so inept in, in this in this experience of what is only energy frequency and vibration that's fucking it i mean if you want to break down what everything is is energy vibrating at uh, a specific frequency and it's all in how you perceive it and that's where this you know your mind and your thoughts create your reality kind of thing um and so you know as soon as you start to think about things differently you start to live your life differently things around you start changing you know and um, we are at a time it's like you said, it's as crazy as it is. Well, we're coming up pretty close on that 25,000 year cycle of these earth changes as well too. So, um, kind of what I'm seeing is just this huge, uh, split, you know, in timelines almost, you know, in, in timelines of, 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 you know, what one person believes and what the other person believes. And then there's, there's this, um, and it's and, and it comes down to two things. It comes down to um, love, and it comes down to hate. Uh, it comes down to um, giving in to lower lower vibrational feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, eating it up, taking it in, consuming yourself in in greed and jealousy and and, and gluttony and envy and grudges. Um, you know, and, and you're wrong and I'm right and you're stupid and I'm smart. Like it's all coming down to, but then there's those that, um, you know, want to speak their own truth and love and accept everybody for who they are and, um, are, are starting to ascend into what now, you know, for the and majority. And I think that number is growing. I think there's 100%, more of us. 100%. Yep. Then there are of them. I think some people are, you have love, hate, and indifference. I think some people are, are, are afraid or, you know, but once you be who you, you know, become who you really are meant to be and find that human part, that part that comes out when a disaster happens, yep. you know, that part and so many people come out of the woodwork that number, you know, it's growing. It is. And I just think eventually, yes, there definitely, there will be a shift. Huge there already shift. is a shift yep. happening. And I just think, you know, the law of attraction is a lot of the reason this um, plague has hit the entire planet. I, I Fear, completely agree. You know, it's just a snowball effect. Yep. Which is try, try. Yep. You know, to, to keep it over there. It's a very a- real... And I pray and, you know, whoever you pray to, you know, I believe in the power of, of prayer and positive energy. I wrote about it this morning, um, you I mean, know, to make a change. 
It is real. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it it's measurably real, uh, to say the least. I mean, Dr. Emoto did... Oh, my God. I was fixing to say, do you know Dr. Emoto? Golly, like, that, that blew me out of the water, literally. Sure. Quote, unquote. I mean, I have never... I don't take a shower now that I don't think... The, like, Absolutely. I'm like, now I y'all are all going to think... Now I y'all are going to know how nutty I really am. I'm literally... Like, I bless the water. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when... I drink, even if it's, you know, there's water in mm-hmm. this, we're water, you know, I mean, that is just like the most of everything I've ever learned in my life. I think his messages in the water, that's one thing anybody can get into because I mean, it's just so no matter what you believe it, it's none of it's, it's right there. Stuff. It's no, yeah. it's, you know, a camera and a freezer Yep, and, and some and, music yep. and some vibes. Yep. It's exactly what it is. Mind blowing. And for those of y'all, just real quick, that don't know what we're talking about, is Dr. Emoto, um, I guess it was back in the mid-90s or so, did a study on uh, water and um, made different glasses of water um, and, and, and gave them different impressions. Um, those, you know, um, you know, hate, or he would say words like, I hate you, or you're stupid. Um, and then he would project um, different vibes on other waters like love and compassion. But you got to feel it and you got to mean it. You got to feel it. Yeah. yeah. You can't just say that, but you've got to really, really vibe with it, um, you know, and play music as well, too. And then he would freeze the water and the, the crystalline structures of the water were night and day difference between oh, the lower vibe feelings and the higher vibe feelings. And then you exacerbate that into your body, you know, and how mm-hmm. much it's made up of water. And if you have those feelings, the, 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 the water structure that makes up your body is doing the exact same thing. Absolutely. So if you hate yourself, you're going to be, you are going to get some cancer. Gross. I'm going to yeah, tell you that exactly you are. Right. And let me tell you how many times I had it before I realized all this. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's, it, you know, it's amazing mm-hmm. what we do to our bodies with our own thoughts um whether they be hate love whatever um and he's one of the things when i read that i mean and it's you know the movie the rabbit hole what's the name of it you know what i'm talking about that's where i discovered him is a little excerpt oh the uh what the bleep what the bleep do we know do we know yeah there's two then there's there is two and then the the rabbit rabbit hole hole. one Mm -hmm. and then you know it shows the the actress in the water Mm-hmm. And she had been hating herself and beating up on herself, and then she saw this Doctor Emoto and these photographs, and it kind of, and it kind of changed everything for me too because, you know, um, it has a direct effect upon our health, upon our bodies, the way you feel about yourself, the yep. way you feel about the world, what you put out into the world. We're mirrors. Yep. You know, 100%. we're reflecting back what we're around. Um. Our words are so powerful. Um, they can cause so much damage to ourselves and to others. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to get up in the morning and say, and God, I've got a mouth on me sometimes. Um, you know, let me, how can I be a, a blessing to someone else and let everybody I meet be a blessing to me? Let me see the divine and mm. everyone I meet. And let me, I'm here to tell you that's not always easy. Mm-mm. Because I, those words come out of my mouth, and then three or four hours down the road, here's somebody, and I just want to stab them in the eye. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, Tab, wait, remember what you asked for this morning. What does this person have to, what message 
does this person have for me? What do I need to learn from this person? Because we're mirrors. So there's something, this person that's pushing my buttons, I need to step back and listen to what they have to say. I have a lesson here to learn. Sure. You know, so. Uh, Isn't that something? I'm it's like, emotional control. I asked for this this morning, okay? Mm-hmm. So, yep. okay, what do I, what did I do to deserve this? What do I need to learn? How to be able to control your emotions. And that's that's another thing as well, too, is that, um, and Abraham predicts, you know, she preaches on this, is that, you know, our emotions are like our GPS guidance system. You know, if, if, if you're not in alignment, you're going to feel anxiety. You're going to feel stress. You're going to feel, you know, doubt and fear. But, um, you know, if you are in alignment with your purpose, like you said, you, you know it. You know, mm-hmm. you, you just get that feeling of, of this is it this is the direction fuck everybody else and what they've got to think about me i'm in alignment with my specific purpose you know you don't you don't have um you know a, a, a robot or an engine or a machine that just has ancillary and extra parts you know then that everything has its own purpose and that's the same with the global population is that we're all part of this global, you know, mother Gaia for the most part. And we all, we all have our own purpose. Nobody is just, you know, an amoeba floating around. Everybody's got a point and a purpose. Yeah. I always think of everything in terms of music and Mm. we're like a big symphony. Yeah. And if everybody played the same instrument, if everybody sing in the same key, there would be no harmony. And when something's off, you know what you, you, you can figure it out, you know, okay, what's happening here. There's something off here. This doesn't sound right to me, but I always go back to everything in terms of music. If we're all the same, how boring would that be? So boring. So boring. boring. Mm -hmm. Every, you know, there has to be a different note, a different instrument, somebody singing. And then if somebody's singing off key, that person needs to go play in another band. He's not supposed to be in mine or she, you know, doesn't mean he's not supposed to be here. He needs to be somewhere else though. But, you know, um, and I believe we're, we're all connected. We're all one, whether a tree or you or me, mm-hmm. we're all connected. Cut from the same In cloth, some right? way, we're all stardust, man. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, maybe our view on God is, is pretty similar, but um, uh, I just, I base everything going back to energy, frequency, and vibration. So if you kind of take that all the way back to God... Um, you know, in my mind, uh, I feel like every single human being um, is an expression, a different expression of God himself. 100%. Period. Where 100%. just God has an infinite amount of expressions, whether it be a piece of grass or a bird or a person. All of us are, it's literally a projected expression um, in an infinite quantity of Who God himself. Who am I himself. to question that? Yeah. That is his creation. 100%. Who am I to question that person or that, you know... Bless that you. means my dad's here when I sneeze, just FYI. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dad. My dad's here. He hey, sneezed dad. every night for like an hour. Okay. So I do this weird thing when I, when I sing. Mm-hmm. and um, Does he need a microphone, too? Does he he might. He's kind of shy, though, <laughs> okay. probably not, unless he was drinking. Um, <laughs> so I do this weird thing now. Like the past year, every time I start sne- uh, singing, I start sneezing. So we've decided um, when we're practicing, it's my dad because he okay. loves music. Yeah. 
that my dad is there. So my dad's here. Have you ever been to a spiritual medium before? I have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They never seem to get it right with me. So I kind of shy away from them. I don't know if I block it and Mm -hmm. that I'm. Were you trying to get something? Now I would love to go to Abraham. Yeah. Now I have been to. I suppose, for lack of a better, fortune tellers more so. And I'm not a big fan of, I don't really want to know. I'd rather be surprised. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But so far, the two or three times that I went, and it goes totally against what I grew up in. So the first time I ever went, I was like freaked out. Sure. And it was accidental because it was supposed to be a group thing. Sure. And the, the, the group didn't know it was a group thing. It was like at a house and so everybody decided they wanted their own like 15 minute reading because hmm. they were having a, we all shipped in together and I was like, I can't do it. Hmm. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to get no demons up in me. <laughs> no. What would my mama say? My mama, if she knew I was here, this is like 10 years ago. My friend Connie was with me. And so I waited and went last and it was very interesting what she had to say. Um, the thing that blew my mind is she wanted to know if I knew Garth Brooks. Ah, that that blew mm. my mind. I've never really. And then, like five years later, another one of my friends went to the same person who I won't say because a lot of people know her. And we had been writing together. Um, matter of fact, this is the song that we got a cut on that we were working on. She said, "You're not gonna believe what she asked me. She asked me if I knew Garth Brooks. I'm like, that's the same thing she asked me." <laughs> Maybe we're going to meet Garth Brooks together. Sure. I don't know. It's never happened yet. Uh, okay. Um, How bizarre was that of all the things? Do so you know bizarre. Garth Brooks? I'm like, mm-hmm. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I know some people who know him. Yeah. Does that count? Um <laughs> uh, I've I've been to one. I used to go to one regularly. Um and it wasn't for me personally. I would just sit in on a session. Um I had a um kind of a distant family member that I this is a crazy story, and I'm not going to name any names. I'll just, because um, uh, they're here here local, but um, our family um, had, so my grandparents died um, back in 2010, and um, uh, this extended family member had kind of always been involved, and um, she would send emails of, um, so she was going to this Reiki um, foot um, doctor, not really a doctor, but a, a Ricky foot masseuse. And, um, uh, the masseuse would start channeling. I know who it is. Okay. Is okay. it in Dixon? Uh-huh. However, yeah. yes, I know exactly so who it is. She yep. would start channeling. And, um, so, uh, apparently this family member's, um, life contract was to write these three books that I have, uh, and they're mind blowing. I'm Ooh. talking, Mind blowing, and so she didn't start writing these books until she was, I think, in her seventies. Oh wow, wow! And she had no idea how to use a computer, had no idea how to type. It was just one book is four hundred and fifty pages. Oh my god! One book is almost seven hundred pages, and the last book I think is about. 250 pages. Oh, well, Spirit and was definitely working through her fingers, oh, eh? They are so unbelievable. I've read two of them. I haven't read the big one yet. 
Um, I'm rereading another one um, just to kind of bring back some things. But uh, so I, I started going um, regularly and um, I could tie it back in is my, when my grandparents died, uh, there started being messages from my grandfather that uh, would come through that was just eerie as far as because a lot of my family wasn't into this kind of stuff. Yeah, as far as the other isn't. side and stuff. And, and it was kind of written off as like, this isn't real. Um, you know, and I was a little uh, naive at that point. I didn't really have my awakening until about six, seven years ago. Um, so this was kind of pre that. But as soon as I did, these messages kept coming through via email to the family and stuff. And I'd read them. And a lot of the, the words and the phrases and the situations that were being described you knew. were a lot of things that Abraham has said, a lot of yeah. things that oh, Wayne Dyer yeah, had said, yeah. a lot of things that, um, you know, Dolores Cannon had said, and, uh, you know, it's various other people that, um, you know, kind of speak on these topics. And they're all, nobody knew each other. You know, I mean, uh, those people probably did, but this lady definitely, definitely right. didn't, you know. And she wasn't into all this either before. Like, it just started happening. Yeah. And then she started recording it. And then she was told that her, she was supposed to write these three books that are going into the Hall of Records. So, like, when the oh, earth changes come, wow. when the earth changes come and everything goes to shit, like, these books are... Um, supposed to be again like in the hall of records as a reference book to what the earth experience was like and kind of what happens after um so i started going um and first day i went uh my spirit guide came through and told me a lot of things that um you know and i tried not to tell um this lady too much about me exactly that's what i do yeah so i just kind of sat back i was like i just want to be here um you know and some really um, some really coincidental messages started coming through to me for me specifically. Um, and I, now I, I kind of stopped going, um, and I don't really know why I just, not that I didn't really vibe with it. I just felt like I needed to kind of step back a little bit, um, on it. I'm going to start going again because I've started getting text messages that, um, whoever it is wants to talk to me about something. And I had just, crazy shit like I just started this entertainment business and the day after I did, and I hadn't talked to this either either one of them in months and the day after I told Anna Claire and I researched on exactly what I needed to do to start the business um, I got a text message that next day while I was talking to somebody at Pumphreys and Beard about the business I was about to start came through and it said uh, hey Michael um, I hope you're doing well just wanted to let you know your granddad came through the other day and um, heard of the things that you're doing and is extremely proud of you. Oh, see that stuff. I love it. Isn't it nuts? I mean, and like I, nobody, I and then it. she's not, I don't keep her in the loop. Nobody really, mm-hmm. not that they don't talk to her, but it, like I'm not just a topic of conversation amongst the family. So, um, and then I got another one saying that, um, you know, uh, you've been requested to kind of return and come back. So I, um, and they're they're both older older women. There's no nef- there's no nefarious. I know who one of them yeah, is at least. There's exactly. no nefarious agenda here at all. Um, and so uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to start going back because I think that she's these... an amazing. The one is an amazing mm-hmm. human being. I absolutely adore her. She's beautiful. Absolutely, yeah. um, I love her and her life story and all of it's it. It's crazy. I love it. It's yeah. crazy. Um, and apparently, uh, when one of them came through, that I was um, an Atlantean peace warrior in a previous Ooh. life to where I would um, jump stargates to different uh, planets and be an, uh, a nonviolent peacekeeper. 
There you go. I was, think you're fulfilling a, your purpose right now. I do too. Mm-hmm. And people think I'm crazy, and I and I don't. I give don't think a you're crazy. Damn, you know what I Who mean? Who cares? Who cares? Who so. cares? <sighs> when you get to that point, it's freedom. When you it don't is. care it's anymore, so it's free. pure freedom. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it is. Yes. Cool. Well. It's life, though, isn't it? Well, I want to know about those books after this is over. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I can probably get you some copies of them, too, for sure. Yeah, Um, I would love to read those. They're amazing. I mean, um, and they just resonate so hard with what everybody else is saying, too. Like, it's just, (laughs) it's crazy just about life and pre-incarnation and everything else, too, and what happens, you know, what purgatory, you know, potentially is, and... um, cell memories you know and how we've kind of the dna of our soul uh kind of keeps the experiences of Mm -hmm. previous life so you you know you have these um children that are born into the world that have just these craziest shit of like telling like oh i was this person in this state and all this stuff you should meet them sometime that can tell you the story their their daughter doesn't remember it she's grown now but they documented all of it and it would blow your mind here in dixon wow blow your mind of just like you a know past and you, life i know you've seen remember. the one about the kid that was a pilot yep. or something that's yep. that that's got me started like researching all that stuff so people if y'all didn't already think we were nuts here we ju- are, hey baby. here we are <laughs> raw uh, bearing it all uh, that's it i think that's probably enough for the people today what do you think, uh, you think are you pretty solid on it i'm pretty solid on it and let's do it again sometime and i think oh, don't will. y'all think we should go live sometime yeah i think this, we should go this live thing, this and, thing has call-in option so all i gotta oh do my is, god that would be so fun yeah, and but don't just have like have like three or four crazy people all absolutely together. yeah i think that would be fun okay i would love thank that. you so much for having me thank i had a ball coming. i did too i did too and um you're the 31st episode so i'll just go ahead and tell you now is that um, i'm already starting to plan um when i get to the 50th episode i'm gonna have a big party uh, oh nice guests. we're gonna yeah. have a big party yeah so we um, should go live at your 50th party that's there we, we should go, go live love yeah, it. Great, we idea. Should go live. great idea great yeah. idea cool uh tabitha thank you kindly it was um definitely not disappointed whatsoever you lived up to the hype and um i've found myself a new friend as well too. absolutely cool uh well thank you guys for listening i truly appreciate it i um i hope you learned something today you know maybe gave you a little bit of different perspective on life than what you normally feel and, and resonate with when you wake up in the morning so I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Please subscribe, like, comment, all the good things. It just helps everything out immensely. So um, I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day. And until next time, peace. Thanks again to Sassy Pop Boutique for sponsoring this episode. If you are looking for the right fit and style for this upcoming season, feel free to reach out to their fashion professionals on their socials at Sassy Pop Boutique on Facebook and Sassy Pop Boutique Dixon on Instagram. Or head on over to their website at sassypopboutique.com for 24-hour shopping and nationwide shipping. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, please reach out to me directly via email at yourvibespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and always remember, stay vibey, my friends. Mm-hmm.